0: Welcome to the DadAbility Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the support and empowerment of all disability dads to learn from each other by sharing our successes, struggles, and everything in between. On today's episode, I chat with Jared McCaskey, who opens up about how he manages raising three kids under seven with ASD, the impact this has had on his career, and what success looks like for him now as a professional, a dad, and a husband. Enjoy. Jared. Hey, Rob, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Appreciate you giving your time and being open to share your story, Jared. I know that for you, what success looks like as a professional and as a dad is something that you've really kind of been in the work of over the last few years since the, the diagnosis of your, your three kids or with ASD under the age of seven. So do you want to give everyone a bit of an insight as to, you know, where that all started for you?
1: Most people uh, have a job before they have kids. Yeah. And so whatever realm that is, I mean, it's, you know, unskilled trade, profession, white collar, whatever. Like most people generally try to be professional and, you know, like do a good job in their work. And so, you know, neurotypically or not, people have challenges that come up in their lives, right? And I mean, it could be family dynamic or it could be, you know, like health or, you know, well-being or there's so many different, you know, that's what life is, right? That throws yeah. you challenges along the way. So, um, yeah, I think for, for me, I, it's, I kind of had like aha moments along the way, but there was times where I was definitely not consciously thinking about reframing what success looks like for me. Yep. And I think I was just kind of like, I oh, know this is what I've always done. I'll keep doing this and you know, I'll be good at this and it'll work out kind of thing. Whereas like, you know, the the goalposts change and sometimes that's on a daily basis. And I think it's being open and aware and, you know, mindful that this needs to change now, but I know what the greater goal is here and, you know, I'm happy to be flexible and agile here and
0: Jared, for you, is it more of an image of what success looked like for you, you know, last year or five years ago or pre-kids and and that's what's changing for you or is it something else?
1: Probably every uh, aspect of my life, you know, that, um, I guess like I'm, I'm a teacher and so is my wife and I've been doing that for, this is the 13th year I've done it. Wow. Um, so part of being what they consider a good teacher is like being reflective in your practice, you know, what could you do differently this lesson or next week or, you know, next month or, and so they have different kind of um, goals, I guess, in terms of reflection and building your capacity as a professional. Yep. And so I'd done that kind of, um, I don't conscious thinking about, you know, improvement through work. And so it was easy, I guess, for me to think of that. But I didn't, um, I didn't uh, accidentally, you know, I kind of reached a point and I was like, oh, I'm actually doing this. Oh, hang on. I could think about this, you know, in my personal life, you know, my family, my friends, you know, my wife um, and kind of apply the same model in terms of, you know, what's going well, what needs improvement, what needs to change.
0: So, as you're doing your reflective practice, Jared, what what was the aha moment for you?
1: There was a point where I guess, you know, my wife's finding it hard and I kind of thought to myself, well, what's, you know, what's really important here? And so, her well-being, and she's propping up her whole family, it's really important, not just for her, but for the whole family's benefit, that we get this to be a better management model, you know? And so... Yeah. What that looked like was me probably, well, I know not putting as much mental energy into my work as what I had done in the past. Yeah. And so that was, you know, like I'd still go to work and still do a good job. And so that might look like from, you know, seven till four, come home, it's dinner, bath, bed routine, you know, get everyone done. And uh, then, you know, it was seven o'clock, whatever. I used to pick up work and work until 10 or 11 at night, you know, and so. That then changed into like, you know, NDIS applications and, you know, spending hours and hours reading what this speech he or this OT, you know, and trying to put that into a model that worked. And, and, um, yeah, so we got to a point where, um, we have some, because uh, it's a subjective word. Yeah, know, of course. NDIS stuff, <laughs> some support. And so, uh, again, my wife and I, it, primarily her, you know, we looked at what, what's the hardest thing for us? What are we really struggling with? And so that was, you know, before and after school, that transition uh, into school and, you know, getting ready. Um, And then, you know, coming home from school and if uh, I was at work, that, you know, dinner bath bed kind of routine. And so again, you know, props to my wife that because we have three kids diagnosed like, and I know in you know, every family's different, blah, 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 that sometimes, you know, there might be like a visual aid or something. And so like the, yeah. the, inter, the interventions they were using at the autumn association, they're like, Oh, you know, this is what we use. And so my wife was kind of like, well, why don't we just use that at home? Because we've got three kids. Let's just change everything, <laughs> you know, Yeah. Um, yeah. copy and paste that model at home. And so, you know, the kids have, um, well, they still do have them, but we've kind of um, developed or matured or, you know, like past, progressed past that point. But they kind of like pull off um, barcodes, you know, and so they had like a strip. And so the first thing would say, wake up. And so the kids would get out of bed and, you know, there'd be one of us to one kid. We'd come out and look at the strip. What does it say first? Get out of bed. I'll pull that off. That's done. You know, put that in the done pile. Yeah. Right. What's yep. the ne- What's the next one? It says, "I'll oh, get breakfast," and so we'd pull that off. We go and sit in the table, and then the breakfast barcode would go in the breakfast tub that was on the table. You know, so the yep. kids had yep. to. Yeah. So that to like my parents and stuff was very obscure. You know, like, what are you doing? Um, yeah. But we knew it worked because I'm doing it in early intervention. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And so there was a period for me where I was like, "What is this?" But you know, I knew that it was working and so I was happy to come along for the ride. And, you know, obviously it did work, you know, we were, we were managing, um, there was still, you know, hairy days where it was the wrong sock or, you know, I could feel this jump under my t-shirt or all that kind of sensory stuff that comes along yeah. often, you know? Um, and so my wife started her own business, okay. um, which was like, um, um, posy was called, so we did like, um, flower deliveries online. Yeah. So cool. people, yeah, people would order online and then we deliver that same day. And that's basically it. And some other like giftware and stuff that came with it. And so, um, that was good for her to channel her energy into something else, you know, because she'd always been professional and, um, I don't know, she had limited capacity to work because of the pickup and drop off and, and so I think that was good for her to be able to apply you know, her skills into something other than the constant <laughs> constant kid stuff. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Sounds and cool. so,
1: again, like that, that got to a point where I, you know, I think we even sat down and thought, you know, if we're getting this amount of income through this work, uh, what does that look like for my work? You know, can I get the same amount of money if I was doing that in my work? And we could, but that meant I'd be at work longer, you know, and that's, I'd, right. I would wanted to be home. And um, my, my parents are amazing parents, but my dad was a contractor on mine sites. And yep. so he used to spend a bit of time going to sites and coming back and stuff. And I remember as a kid not really liking my dad being away. Yeah. And so I think like, that's instilled in me, like I'm always going to be a constant you know, and even if it's just doing the dishes or whatever, like I, I just want to always be there. And yeah. so, yeah, so that was kind of, well, let's keep doing this business model and I'll keep doing the, you know, the, the teaching model of, you know, um, go to work and be there face-to-face and then come home as quick as I can and I'll do the rest of the admin stuff later, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so... Yeah, that business went for a while and went, you know, reasonably successful from nothing to um, a business that we got to a point and, again, my wife was driving to and from intervention and it just, you know, almost got to a point where it was un, unmanageable, I guess, and we had some employees and it just, you know, again, just got to a point where our capacity was just under our chin, you know, stretched our necks to stay afloat. Yeah. Um, And so... You know, my wife had done a few years there of pretty intense, like independent or personal uh, research and stuff into what works best and that kind of stuff. And so uh, we said, you know, is there any is there any scope to uh, be acknowledged for all of that uh, learning professionally? You know, those their courses or something. And again, already being a teacher, you know, there's like the special needs classes and that kind of stuff. Can we go and? study somewhere else, you know, because it's only going to benefit our kids to have yeah. more latest and greatest research about, you know, how to support kids with a disability. Yep. So, yeah, my wife went off and did a master's at uni in special needs. Wow. Um, and, yeah, so halfway through that, um, she applied for a job, which is um, a consultant that comes out to schools and supports people. Okay. sports teachers yeah, that have a child with a disability. Awesome. And so, yeah, she was likely enough to get that in a kind of six month contract or something where they said, Oh, see so how you go, you know? Um, and so again, my amazing wife was, you know, incredibly good at uh, understanding where, you know, the parents are at and supporting the teacher because she's probably supported me <laughs>
0: uh,
1: <laughs> to put these things in a place, you know? Um, and so, Yeah, I could already see that she was really benefiting from doing that. And so we had a conversation about, well, I probably don't need to work full time because I've got income coming through that. Yeah. Uh, Is that something I want to do? Well, yes, because my wife's picked up the slack for the last however many years. And, you know, I think it's my turn now. And um, there was a bit of like, in the teacher world, they call it gradual release of responsibility. Like, I'm not sure if you can do it as good as I can, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's definitely some moments where I learned the hard way. But uh, I think, you know, my wife could see that I was committed to, you know, doing it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I changed my work fractions. So I was working full time and I, you know, said to my boss, my wife's going back to work and I'm going to take some time off and my boss is fine about it, you know. Um, and so last year, and there's the whole COVID stuff, right? So yeah, yeah. that was extra challenges. But yeah, last year I did um, four days a week. And then this year I've picked up three days a week. Wow. Uh, and my wife last year was three days a week. And now she's four days a week. Um, and she's doing you know, amazing in her, in her career now. Um, and so, yeah, like I, I've been picking up what she laid the groundwork for, you know, and continuing that. Um, and the the balance is probably still a bit skewed in terms of the mental load that she carries versus mine. Yeah. But, um, you know, again, I thought it was, you know, important for me and for me to be successful as a dad, I guess. I wanted to be there and be present, you know. So that looks like every morning, half past five for me, on the first one up and, you know, start the morning routine with our kids um, and that, you know, gives my wife 20 minutes in the morning to kind of answer emails or start the admin process, you know. And uh, as much as I'd love her sleeping, like it's more important <laughs> to me that, you know, <laughs> the, the stuff's getting done and then you know she's happy and she's got space and time to be able to do that, you know. And then our support workers arrive and it's all hands on deck, you know.
0: Wow. This
1: is there's been... Yeah, sorry, my going there's just been constant like you know is this working what can we change to make it better you know like um redefining what
0: what that looks like you know that i i um it's a it's a really interesting story jared and um i you know complete respect to you and your wife what you've been able to achieve in being able to adjust and and you know redefine as you said and constantly there's been a lot of tweaks that you've had to make that you've made together with, you know, what I can only imagine is first class communication. I'll come back to that in a second, but like for her to own her business and then masters and, you know, change kind of roles and then the time availability going from four days to three days and this, this real kind of sense of shared, shared load redefining what you need to do working together I think is what I'm picking up Jared like I'm it's very impressive mate hearing it the ability for you guys to have you know communicated in such a way that allowed you to both support each other and work together and you know you've done it all with the intention of trying to be the best the best dad and I'm sure your wife with the best best of intentions be the best mum for a situation where you found yourself with three kids or with ASD you know, very different to how you you know you saw your life playing out as a family, but far out, man. I mean, you've that's I'm. Um, I want to know what what it is you think that helped you with the communication side of things, because it sounds like that's a lot, but to be able to achieve that, mate, for anyone who's in in a in a in a marriage with with a number of kids. It, it's it's a, every time there's one of those decisions made it's a big deal right you have to both support each other at each step of the way so uh, what's your communication like I, i'm fascinated like well, how did yeah. you, how did you both be on the same page at each time to 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 know and pick up on each other's needs if that makes sense
1: yeah so that was probably like a um you know like a, a texting through the day but not the big brain stuff you know and then like yeah. literally each night just committing to Hours, you know, they've like, yeah. um, this is the next thing, you know, like, this is what we're going to do. And, you know, what, is there any other options, you know, and um, even down to, you know, like, this teacher's doing this, what should we, you know, show them in terms of getting that to change or, um, you know, because it's whatever we can do to benefit our kids, even if that looks like us going in and showing them, you know, this is what we do. Um, most, you know, teachers are there for the right reasons right And yeah so they're, of course. Happy, they're happy and they're open to doing you know whatever they think will help um and so yeah the communication was just kind of like where are we at what what do we need to do you know um but that's a big chunk of your time you know and so it is yeah that that had impact on both of us you know socially and um in terms yeah. of like recreation and fitness and stuff that all kind of dwindled off you know um because, yeah, initially there was this big chunk of change that we needed to process, you know. Um, and, yeah, I think somewhere along the way we saw, like, the the divorce rate for parents with, yep. um, you know, kids with a disability. And when we got three, I think it was something ridiculous, like 80 or 90%, you know, and so we... We kind of, I said to my wife, "That's not what I want." You know, I picked you for a reason. You know, yeah, I uh, I'll, I'll want to be with you for the rest of my life. So whatever I can do, you know, tell me, uh, and we'll do our best to make it happen. You know.
0: Oh mate. I, yeah, it's a very sobering stat, and I've only seen just with ASD kind of divorce rate. Not with three kids. I'm sure it's like it's, yeah. <laughs> but mate, it's um, yeah, it's. I was only talking about this with my wife the other day. It just. I said something to her like, you know what, thanks for sticking by me at all the times where you could have gone the other way. Um, you didn't, and that's why we're still here, you know, just listening to you and that. And as I said, just massive, massive respect for what you guys have been able to achieve. I'm, I'm interested, Jared, in terms of – was it you – leading the conversation or your or, or your wife when it came to these big calls? I'm just curious because a lot of guys struggle to be able to ask for what they need. Um, well, I probably,
1: it was probably my wife saying like, you know, this needs to change. And so yeah. like I, I I kind of made a point and I think I wrote it down somewhere of like asking every day, you know, how's today going? Or, you know, where are we at today? And so that became kind of a ritual of, just doing that literally every day, you know, part yep. of my routine. Yeah. Um, but my wife would say something like, you know, I've researched this and I've looked into this and this one's the best option. She knew the questions I was going to ask her, you know. Um, and so she might be like, it's a choice between here or here. And so that night we'd sit on the couch and, you know, I'd weigh up what I thought. And um, wow. more, more often the
0: time it's, you know, she'd already got to the decision that I thought would be best anyway. Yeah. But that simple point—I mean, a, it may sound like a really small one, mate—but to ask every day, um, you know, what what I need to do—it's it's it's such a small thing. But I think you know we can get so easily caught up. I think it's there's there's a lot of power in that as as well. I yeah, I, I did something similar when I had some mental health challenges where I'd ask, I'd just kind of give myself a vulnerability score every morning out of ten, like how well-equipped I was to be able to deal with today's challenges. And I got my wife to do the same. And So we both knew today I'm a three out of 10 or today I'm a seven out of 10. And that means I need to step up and provide more support and what can I do to help. And as you said, like, it's kind of just the um, those little tweaks and adjustments you need to make to make sure that you're working together to get through the challenges. And yeah, I think you guys have done a phenomenal job, mate. So, um, and is that success for you, Jared, just, it sounds like you're at a good place. You know, you said before it's being successful as a dad. Now for you, it's being there, it's being present, it's getting up first. It's starting the day, giving your wife wife. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of your aha moment, right? Success is different. And that's what yeah. it is for you now. And it wasn't pretty, you know, like it's easy to stand here and
1: say, I've done it. But, um, there was moments of trying to get to work and stuff. It's just like unbelievably stressful, you know, that, Yeah. Um, and so, the biggest change that I made, like I said, was writing it down because I just felt like my capacity to remember that this kid's got library today and, you know, this kid's water bottle's half full. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. well, I forgot
1: the water while I was still on the bench, you know. It was just like, yeah, it was incredibly stressful. And so I made a decision at one point just to make a big list of everything, you know, that everything that came up. So I didn't have to, like, give the, the mental capacity to try and remember everything in the morning, you know, because there's so much to do. I thought I'd just make, and it's something ridiculous like a 35-point checklist, you know, but <laughs> what, once, the, what, once the support workers came on board, it was actually good for them because they could see what was next or, you know, what hadn't been done or, um, and so, you know, it was a, a point where we could all come together and say, oh, you know, how are we going here? Oh, this thing's doing, the art sweet, you know, I'll jump onto that now. So, yeah, that made a big difference in terms of me
0: being able to, mentally <laughs> survive in the mornings you know absolutely absolutely you know some structure always helps typically as well so um but it's you know the cool thing is that you're not you're not it's not a concrete right you're not so firm on it that you know that night you talk about what you could do differently and being that reflective practice as as, as teachers and you know uh, parents trying to understand and you You'd, you'd easily change that list or do what you need to do to make it better which i think is part of what i'm taking away from this is that you um the communication the ability to kind of keep adapting and keep reevaluating, and um yeah yeah and like i you've... think think that like i mean it seems obvious right That
1: like what's most important here you know and you could I mean, and my teacher brain thinks that well you know like make that a flow chart or something, you know, that like, so if our, if our wife's, you know, if our marriage is important, then I need to do more, you know? And so does that mean like sacrificing a bit more time? My mates are going out for a beer. Yeah, it does. You know, but yeah. You know, that if I want my wife to be there for the next however long I live, like that's something I'm probably going to have to let slip now or, you know, for the next six months or one day less a week or, you know, whatever it looks like. Yeah. And so, yeah, like you said, just constant, um, <laughs> managing refining,
0: totally. Oh, mate, it's um. I suppose, and my last question would be more around as you look ahead now. Does does is this the is this the formula? You think you you you've got it in a good place, or you feel like obviously it'll it'll keep changing, and there's more chapters as you as the kids grow up.
1: Yeah, and I think so. My youngest uh, is in kindy. Now and so yep. next year, I want to see starts full time school. I might look at going back an extra day because there's yep. you know care provisions and stuff that are covered. But yep. I think yeah, the model of you know being mindful, I guess, of how things are going and sitting down and talking about you know where are we at, you know what's what's not working. And so again, the amount of time we spend, you know, emailing our health providers and uh, you know like the OT suggest this uh, we tell the teacher that and it's just it's a constant constant process but it's worth doing you know we can we Absolutely. can see the the progress the kids have made is just amazing you know um and like everyone we could have had more funding we wish for more funding and that kind of stuff but it's doing the best that can with what you've got i guess
0: yeah and i think you know oh uh, tell me if i'm i'm off here mate but it sounds like you know what maybe started out pre kids with the just the standard professional kind of uh, path, and, you know, deputy principal in your world and principal and those types of things that made you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm achieving, I'm doing, doing well. I mean, constantly progressing. It sounds like you, that's been completely channeled into, um, as you said, it's, it's not so much sacrifices, but you're, you're becoming successful in the, in the parenting world. Mate. There's different goals and it's different, You know every bit of time and effort you put into your kids into your to to your marriage it's it's that's what's successful for you now and that's what's giving you that sense of accomplishment. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think um again everyone's different, right? If you're an accountant, it might not pay off, but um yeah, you know it's worked in my wife's favor that now she's working in disability teaching. You know, and yeah, there's. As a teacher myself, you know, I've had real success on occasions with, you know, disability stuff because I've got the lived experience, you know, and yeah. um, parents are kind of like you can see them breathe out. Like, oh, you know, thank goodness this guy knows what he's doing, you know. Uh, but you can, you know, understand and relate, you know, that I completely get where you guys are at, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh, and that's so the,
1: that was an yeah. unexpected kind of benefit professionally that, you know, I had yeah. anticipated when I,
0: we decided, you know, it's important to sort the family <laughs> oh look and you know what it's um i, I sit on a board for a um, disability fitness company as well and volunteer my time i think it's only natural mate As i think you tend to when, you, when you're when you invested as as what it sounds like you are and i am into this into helping your kids you, t- you tend to naturally want to gravitate to help others because you just feel like this you know you it's almost a responsibility you want to kind of do what you can so yeah um no i think it's it's um it's great man and um as, uh, as, I'm, as I'm learning, um, without, the, without the women in our lives, um, wives and partners, we're, <laughs> we're, we wouldn't be anywhere near as, uh, as good as dad. So, your story is just another good example, mate, which is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah,
1: they're they're pretty special breed, aren't they? And even like yeah. dropping my kids off to like, um, you know, the international stuff, it's always mums. And I yeah. don't. Yeah. I don't know if that's a model where people, you know, this is hard. Okay, I'll go to work and you can sort it. Or, you know, they're the original people who give yeah. birth and stay home and breastfeed and maybe they just keep doing it because it's easier. They know it, you know. But um, being mindful of where people are at mentally, you know, and um, totally, totally, being right.
0: support and,
1: you know, showing
0: up and proving
1: that you can do it.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep, mate. That's it. It's uh, you know, yeah. You let your kind of actions do do speak volumes, mate. Because you're you're showing up in a way to support her and your kids. Um, you're not just talking about it or or, or listening. You're you kind of you're doing, which is which is huge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome, man. Um, well, Jared, man, I, th- I appreciate your time. I appreciate you sharing your story and being so open with it. And I think you know, I, I, for anyone who's got you know more than one child with a disability but for also all working uh, working dads it's a it's a really important story and and experience that they can take heaps from because it's um it's going to be a long journey you know throughout everyone's professional life as their kids get older and there's different changes along the way and you've been a great example of showing what happens when you can when you can work together and um as a team support each other to to change and and that could in- involve changing what you're doing professionally multiple times and it's still okay it's it's just be open to it and keep talking and keep learning and adapting so yeah well done man thanks for listening to the datability podcast We'd love to hear from you. If you've got something to share, some feedback, or something that just resonated with you and you want to tell me, please drop me a line at dadabilitypodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, be present, be brave, and be kind.